What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Week 10 edition of The Cut. Sean, Christian, and Randy are here for all of your mediocre fantasy football advice. It's Thursday night. We got the Raiders and the Chargers on the docket. Uh, mostly trade deadlines, and it's Apocalypse week. Six teams on by. Randy, how you doing? Doing great. Uh, our Dynasty League, uh, the deadline was set for trades this week, and it's been an all-out frenzy, and I love it. I've had to push through, I think, four trades today, just today. <laughs> so it's great. And I hope the Raiders win tonight. So, yeah. Yeah. Christian? I'm doing awesome. I feel like I'm improving my, my Dynasty football team. I have five starting running backs now. Uh, life is great. I'm excited for the football game tonight for sure. I think the Raiders are going to pull this one out. I Who's favored in this game? Uh, I believe the Raiders. Okay. I like it, It's close to even. If I last checked, I can't remember. Yeah, I, I think the Raiders are going to win tonight, and Randy's going to be happy, and he's going to trade me all of his players. So. That's not happening. <laughs> that doesn't even make sense. Dude. Does he ever? I mean, honestly. No, no, he does not. So, as always, if you'd like to support the podcast, shoot us an email at officialcutpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at the Cut FFL, and like and share us on Facebook at the Cut FFL. And subscribe to us wherever you listen to podcasts Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, or Stitcher, or wherever else. Uh, what we're going to do today, we're going to go through a, a quick week 10 preview. We'll preview the. Uh, one, the 1 o'clock games, the 4 o'clock games, the Sunday night and Monday night games. There are some good ones on the docket here. Uh, we're going to go through our starts and sits of the week going into week 10, and I'll give you my suit-ups. There are some big-name guys that are questionable with some injuries, then I'll try to touch on a few of them. And before we get started, I want to tell you guys about Headliner. Headliner makes it easy to create social media videos from your existing audio, video, text, or you can even start from scratch. Whether you're there to promote your podcast, radio show, blog, website, or business, Headliner has you covered. You can access free images, videos, GIFs, and music all from within one site. For two weeks of Headliner Pro for free, click the link in our description. And uh, we are going to get right into it. Uh, We'll start with the 1 o'clock games that we're going to be looking at is Lions at the Bears, Ravens at the Bengals, Bills at the Browns, Falcons at the Saints, Giants at the Jets, Cardinals at the Bucks, and Chiefs at the Titans. Uh, the first game I think we should touch on here is the uh, Atlanta Falcons on the road at New Orleans. Saints are a 12.5-point favorite. This is a 51-point over-under. It does seem like Matt Ryan's going to be healthy enough to play this week. So, uh, Randy, my question to you is how high are you val- valuing? Obviously, Julio's an all- an always a must-start, but where do you see Devontae Freeman and Calvin Ridley primarily this week? Uh well I don't <clears throat> want to touch Devonta Freeman at all I I really just don't want to go against the Saints defense with him and Ridley should be a wide receiver three with that touchdown upside to get into the wide receiver two territory uh obviously his workload should be up but it did seem like they were distributing more towards uh Gage and Hooper and Freeman with Sanu out so. I'm going to stick to wide receiver three for him. I just don't, I can't trust it more than that. And obviously I think Julio can beat uh, Lattimore. It's not even a question. Yeah. Julio does have the size advantage in that, in that matchup. I love Marshawn Lattimore. Obviously he's an Ohio state guy. He's a Cleveland guy, but um, I mean, Julio's just, he's uncoverable and it's pretty obvious Um, for the saints. It does sound like 
Kamara is going to play in this one. Um, also, Drew Brees is back. He's healthy. He's practicing in full. Like, how is he going to finish as the QB1, Christian? On the week? Yeah. No. But I had him, so uh, shameless plug here. I wrote the first article for our new website, Christian's Week 10 Rankings. I have Drew Brees at, at number two. So I just don't know if he can overtake Lamar Jackson against a really crappy Cincy defense. Brees is going to have a day. Um, I, I think that there's absolutely no way that he finishes as a QB two. So, I, I mean, it, it's Drew Brees. You have to start him, uh, and I think he's a top two guy. But he doesn't run the ball, so he's not Lamar Jackson. Yeah, and I mean, Jackson's going into Cincinnati, but I, I can just see Brees airing it out, having three or four touchdowns, and finishing at least top five. Um, and then, Randy, any interest in uh, Murray along with Kamara? No. No. I mean, if you literally need a body, maybe play him, but I feel like you could have gotten maybe even like Ronald Jones or Village or I mean, anyone. I I just think they're going to work Kamara all the way through. I don't think he's playing if he's not healthy. And I think he was somewhat close the last week they had, and they had a bye. So he should be full go. I'm going to have a little bit of a, a uh, kind of a name to just keep an eye on for the Falcons. Um, it's it's uh, Justin Gage. And he kind of stepped into the Muhammad Sanu role. And he's got. He had 12 fancy points last week, and the only reason I'm saying this is because I'm forced to start him this week in Dynasty, so I'm just kind of crossing my fingers and hoping that I'm, I'm right about this because it's bad. Like, my my starters this week with six guys out, with no A.J. Green, it, it's it's not good. So I'm I'm hoping Justin Gage does something. But Isn't his name Russell? I don't know. Russell, Justin. I just uh, know his last Mr. name. Mr. Gage. Mr. Yeah. Gage. <laughs> He's going to be... This is where the mediocre comes in, folks, right there. Yeah. His, name, his name's going to be Touchdown Gage by the end of it. Oh, come on. Oh, my what? Lord. What? That's so bad. Mo- move on. Just move on. I've dealt with it now. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anybody to, uh, like, of the, nor- of the normal starters in this one for the Saints and the Falcons, is there anyone you're sitting? Do either of you guys have any uh, interest in uh, Ted Ginn with Breeze back? Um, hmm. Slightly, just because he's kind of a touchdown guy, and the Falcon secondary is awful. So it's, I mean, it, I probably would rather play him than Gage, but I think that's pretty close. And that's got to be a dynasty play only. There's no way in standard size leagues you're playing Gin or, or Gage. I, or I disagree. I think in, in three wide receiver, in 12, 14 team, three wide receiver leagues, I think, I think Gin can be a look with all, these, with all the guys on by this week. I mean, he's he's a big play waiting to happen, and ha- and having Breeze is obviously a huge step up for him. Yeah, I think that's about as boom or bust as it gets, though. Yeah. Uh, anything else to add for this one, guys? No. Do you think? Do you, do you guys both think the Saints cover? Uh, no. That's a large no. line. Yeah, I can't say that big a line. I do like gonna, the over under, though. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go what they do. I think they win this game by a few touchdowns just because of how bad the Falcons are. 
Um, next game we'll take a look at is the Ravens at the Bengals. Now, this is a the Bengals are a 10-point road underdog. The over-under is 45 and a half. Lamar Jackson didn't practice today, but that was because of an illness, from what it sounded like from uh John Harbaugh. So that shouldn't put his uh week 10 status in any kind of doubt. Uh Mark Ingram, Marquise Brown, Mark Andrews. Are you guys starting all those guys? Uh, yeah, yeah. The only yeah. one I'm I'm questionable on is Mark Andrews, um, which is very unfortunate. But I think that the Bengals. I mean, the, the Bengals have been very good against tight ends, and the reason for that is because they're getting run all over, or their corners are so bad that the receivers are getting the work. I think if anyone's going to have a, a down game, it'd probably be Andrews in this game. But I'm still starting him. Yeah, touchdown. Touchdown upside. Yeah. And, may, well, and, and hopefully and, his hands got a little better. Yeah. And the last time they played, Andrews was the only person he pretty much threw to. But they didn't have Hollywood Brown last time. So, I don't know. I think you can pretty much play everyone. I don't know if I'm playing anyone on the Bengals, though. Like, no. literally anyone. <laughs> I no, mean, definitely not. I, I think there are some leagues where you might have to play Mixon just because... Of, of the six necessity. high weeks, yeah, because of necessity, and you won't be happy about it, but you're probably doing it. But no AJ Green, so probably not Tyler Boyd. Um, Auden Tate would maybe be an interesting look, only because I expect Humphrey to be on Boyd for most of the game. Yeah, but now they have three corners they can play. Yeah, I, yeah, I, Tate's a big dude though, but yeah, I can see what you're saying. I, I'm just saying, I think best case for Finley is like. 200 yards and maybe a touchdown with no picks. Like, that's his best case this game. I think Mixon's going to touch the ball 20 to 25 times. It's just a matter Man, of if he does wouldn't, anything. Wouldn't that be a novel idea? I actually. Be best player of the ball. Yeah, right? I'll actually backtrack and say I would start Mixon this week. Just because now thinking about it, like, yeah. Finley is going to need a dump down. I know a lot of people yeah. are picking up Tyler Eifert this week. And I don't think that that's the play. I think that it's going to be Mixon over. Over Tyler Eifert, yeah, I I'm playing the Baltimore defense everywhere I have them, and probably in uh, D- DFS. DFS. Mm-hmm. I mean, maybe the Colts, but I'm playing Ravens. It's so, so you're it's okay with because I'm sure they're going to be probably the highest price one. So you guys would be okay spending up for that. I I'm not sure they're going to be the highest price though. I I haven't actually checked, double checked, but. We'll see. And, and sometimes you have to spend up when it's kind of this kind of matchup. But usually the Dolphins, whoever they're playing, is the highest priced. Yeah. <laughs> True. So I, it's pro- I mean, it's going to be close between the Colts and the Bengals. Or, I'm sorry, the Colts and the Ravens um, defensively for that one. Any interest in Ryan f- streaming Ryan Finley as a QB2? No. no. I'd rather play Gardner Menchu who's not playing. Well, it's Minshew, first of all. I'd rather play Gardner than him. Well, it sounded like he would also play Gardner Minshew, who who isn't even like a football player. He could just be somebody. Listen, I'd rather play Chase Daniels. I'd rather play Teddy Bridgewater. I'd rather play pretty much everyone. I, I, I understand, like, he has a chance. But like I said, you're hoping for, like, 12 points here. This is yeah. not this is not a good start for him. What about... um? Do the Ravens cover this one? 
Yeah, by far. One, yeah, for I sure. don't know how this isn't the highest over under of the week. Does it? Does it hit? Does it like hit the over? Yeah. Does it what? Does hit it hit the over? over? Um. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna I mean, go with only, yes. You're only talking a. Think, you're talking mm-hmm. a thirty. You're talking a thirty-five point. Uh, uh, assumed point total for the Ravens. Yeah. Well, so, they've yeah. done it. That could be two defensive touchdowns too. 35 to 10. Yeah, yeah I can see it. Um, Lions at the Bears. The Bears are a two and a half point home favorite over under 42 and a half. Um, the implied point total shows that the Bears score 22. Uh, Christian put in the notes here. Is this even possible? And I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. <laughs> Probably not. Jeez. I don't think so. That's why I wrote that. <laughs> yeah, I, that's what I figured. Um, what are you? Are you guys feeling comfortable with any Bears in this one? No, maybe uh, maybe Montgomery. Definitely, yes, yes. Montgomery, Montgomery is a, a low end RB two, uh, but definitely you can definitely flex him. But other than that, hell no. I'm not yeah. even sure if I'm really amped about any lines. To be honest, like they have a chance to do like their receiving core can be good this week, but I mean. I don't know. I just, I really don't. I know the Bears aren't anywhere near as good as they were last year, but that doesn't mean I still want to pick that matchup. Well, I, I find it very interesting. Like, you take the Lions team who just lost their starting running back. Well, not just, but that they don't have a, a solid workhorse that they can give the ball to. You have the Bears who are giving up a ton on the ground, but have been really solid through the air. I just don't know what to expect from this game. I think. I'd pound the under on this game. Yeah, that's exactly what I mean. I the the strengths for the Lions don't match up here, and obviously Galladay is like a physical freak, so he can still get the job done. And Marvin Jones obviously has the worst coverage, but still. Cool. I almost thought you said fiscal freak, and I was going to be happy because I thought he knows how to handle his finances, so that was going to make me happy. <laughs> well, maybe I don't know the guy personally, so <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I don't. It's this is a hard game to play, and unfortunately, with this many bye weeks, you have to play people. So, flex consideration for Ty Johnson. <laughs> no. no, nope, no, no. Who you guys got in this one, Lions? Yeah. Yes, that was pretty cool. That was in unison. I'm impressed. <laughs> How about the Chiefs at the Titans? Titans are a three and a half point. Home underdog over under a forty nine. I, I I feel like this line's going to change. Um, if Mahomes if Mahomes is announced as starting, th- there's no way that the Titans would only be a three and a half point underdog with Mahomes out there. Um, Which I don't know if you heard, but Mahomes practiced right. Well, I mean, he practiced all last week too. But, but he was limited last week, wasn't he? Full yesterday and today, or maybe just today. I, I think it was just today. I think it was just today. Gotcha. Yeah. I know he was full on seven on seven this week, but that's not full go. So no. For the Chiefs, um of Sammy Watkins and obviously Tyree Kill, Michael Harmon to a lesser extent, where like where do you guys have the the ceilings of those guys? Obviously Hill you're starting, but Kind of more on the Watkins and Hardman side. If let's say Mahomes does play, uh, how high do you think those guys can finish? Uh, 
Not two over wide receiver two. My bad. I mean Hardman's Hardman's ceiling's like a wide receiver three because he's only going to get a couple catches. But Watkins can destroy again. I mean, they just I mean, lost their well. Titans just lost their best corner for the year. And Dory Jackson, who has been okay, is nowhere near good enough to cover Tyreek Hill, which he's going to have to, which leaves Watkins to go up against their third-string guy. So so to put this into context, right now I have Zach Paschal in my lineup over Sammy Watkins. That will change once they announce that Mahomes is playing. Yeah, 100%. And I, I, same thing with me. I think I'd be putting Watkins in. I think this is probably the most confidence I've had putting him in in a long time. If if if, if Mahomes is in, sorry. If he's if he's inactive, um, how how high or how low do you downgrade the Chiefs the Chiefs weapons? Not that much because they're still getting a bunch of targets. It's just the explosive play is not there. I believe uh, Watkins had like ten or thirteen points last week, somewhere in yeah. there. He had 10 targets, too. I know that. Yeah. So he still has a nice floor. So probably a floor of a the top-end wide receiver three, but most likely wide receiver two. Yeah. Um, keep an eye on Corey Davis. He hasn't practiced yet this week. Uh, he didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday. Uh, and neither did Delaney Walker. So it sounds like uh, – or yeah, it sounds like um, Jonu Smith is going to have another, another start. Um, he disappointed last week, but he could – he might be able to find some room against the Chiefs secondary. Uh, any? Are you guys streaming Tannehill? Yeah, I think he's a good start this week. Yeah, he's not. He's not bad. I I don't know that that's my favorite streaming option, but it it might be the only streaming option that's available for you in your leagues this week. So, all right. Well, let me ask you this: uh, Sam Darnold or Ryan Tannehill? Um, Sam Darnold, actually. Daniel yeah. Jones or Ryan Tannehill? Ryan Tannehill. And then Jimmy G or Ryan Tannehill? Jimmy G. Jimmy G. Yeah, I'd probably lean that way too. Um, if if Mahomes is out, do the Titans cover the three and a half point spread? No. I, I mean, I, I don't. Uh, perhaps. I just don't. I think their defense is going to be like very hurt this week thanks to them losing their top corner, and they did get run all over last week, so I kind of don't see them bouncing back against this explosive of a team. So I, I just I just see the Chiefs scoring. So I, I don't think that they – I don't think the Titans can keep up is more what I'm going yeah. with here. Yeah. You guys got anything else you want to talk about for the 1 o'clock? Nope. As long no. as we avoid that Browns Bills game, I'm good with it. Let's keep yeah, I don't want to talk about and that. Let's just I don't know. I, Browns are favored. I, I I think they win. I do. They. I hope they do. I really. They do. freaking should, man. They should. <clears throat> it's not Allen's, like the. It's not like the Bills are going to score a lot of points. Yeah, Allen struggled, but um. So let's move on here to the four o'clocks. Um, you have the Dolphins at the Colts, Panthers at the Packers, Rams at the Steelers. Um. Boo. <laughs> first one, other than that, Randy, thank you for that. Um, first one we'll take a look at is Dolphins at the Colts. The Colts are a 10.5-point favorite. Over-under is 43.5. If Brian Hoyer starts, I think they tried to feed the ball to Marlon Mack a ton. Um, 
I Christian, I know you just talked about Zach Pascal, how you have him starting right now over Sammy Watkins. Are you where do you see his ceiling if Hoyer's in versus if Brissett starts? I don't know that it changes drastically. I think the the ceiling for Pascal is wide receiver two. I think he could still get that with Hoyer just because of the lack of options that they have to throw to. Um, I, I think that if it's Hoyer, Naheem Hines gets a little bit of an uptick and he probably gets a, a few more targets than maybe if Brissett's in there. Um, but either way, I, I expect him to be more of a target hog than he has been, even in his two productive weeks, two very productive weeks. Um, I, I think that he's at the very worst a low-end wide receiver too. Randy, you're on the same page? Yeah, most likely. I really don't think it's a huge difference one way or the other because they don't have the options. But my only worry is if Brissett's not in, that they stack the box against Mac. Are you guys playing both of the tight ends for the Colts? No. No. I'm not playing either of the tight ends because I'd stay away from that crap. I think I, I, I don't think Doyle's a bad play, especially if it's Hoyer. I just don't think they score a lot of points this week. Yeah. They won't but need I'm, to either. I mean, if they if they if they do have to throw with Hoyer, he's going to dump it down a lot. So that's why I think Doyle can. I think that's why where Doyle comes into play. Um, for Miami, they did lose Preston Williams for the year. So can you vault Devontae Parker to the wide receiver two to three borderline, or how are you guys feeling about him this week and the rest of the year? Yeah, I think that's probably where he's going to stay, just because he's going to be a target hog. They really don't have that many other options there that are anywhere near reliable. And Fitzpatrick throws the ball a ton. So, I mean, I, I, this week I would start him for sure. But other than that, he's just a flex consideration for me. Guys, it, go ahead. I was just going to say, I think I kind of agree. Um, I think Thanks. the re- the reason I say kind of is because there's the – full possibility that Gasicki breaks out and he's the target hog. And that's where I, I get a little nervous, but I, I think that two, three borders pretty reasonable. I mean, but target hog for Gasicki is what, eight to ten catch like targets? Maybe. I mean I, I still see I still can't see how Parker can't get at least ten targets in that game. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, did you did you book your stay in the Bellagio for this one? It's Caleb nope. Bellage time, boys. No, I I I think he could be. I think he's a flex play. Um, nope, he, you don't think so? <laughs> no, nope. <laughs> I think I think I'd start to keep an eye on Miles Gaskin. That's all I'm gonna say. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, this this regime has drafted Miles Gaskin. They didn't draft Bellage. They've given Bellage every chance to be anything, and he's been nothing. I think. So, I mean, Bellage could still find the end zone. He was. He could he primarily as the goal line back, even when Kenyon Drake was in. Yeah, he could. But I mean, I just don't. I think he's well. That's why I think back. he's a flex. I, that's why I think he's a flex play because he can. I think he can find the end zone. But I think personally, I would rather play like Parker or pretty much Pascal. Or I mean, I might even play Hardman over him. Kalen Balaj has. He's going to have an identical career to Damian Williams. Oh, right now it's like Daryl Williams. 
That's so true. Move, move on, please. <laughs> Colts cover. Yeah. Yeah. Even with Hoyer. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Dolphins have given up a top twelve defense every single week, pretty much. So yeah. they're just—I mean—they're bad. Yeah. Plug and play the Colts defense. Yep. Moving on here, the Carolina Panthers on the road in Green Bay against the Packers. The Packers are a five-point favorite, uh, forty-eight point over under. And this is going to be interesting because the Packers offense struggled mightily against the Chargers last week. So you have to think that they're going to become out guns blazing in this one. Um, is this one of those games that Aaron Rodgers throws the ball 40 to 45 times? No, I don't think so. I, I think I like uh, what you have written here is the running back battle more than anything. I, I think it'll be interesting. I, I do think that Rodgers will throw them quite a bit of qu- quite a few passes. I think that that's how they stay relevant, um, how they both stay relevant. But I really do think that Jones and Williams can finish productive as productive running backs this week. Yeah, I do too. I mean, and obviously the Panthers all run through McCaffrey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out Kyle Allen. His his six yards per attempt this year. Quarterback of the future. Sure. Um, for the for the Panthers, are you guys starting Samuel and DJ Moore? Um, no. I mean, pro yeah, because of this week. But <laughs> I way, way to the, change your answer on the spot. Well, there, I but. mean, like personally, matchup wise, I don't like their matchup. I don't. I know they had a more productive week last week, but that was a very plus matchup. And this is the Packers secondary is good. I, I see the Panthers just trying to run all over them. And I I can't say they won't be productive because they're going to get targets. That's my worry, but it could be a Greg Olson day too. So those two are the two receivers I find hardest to project each week. Um, I don't think I've started. I have Curtis Sam. I had both of them. In one of my leagues, for some reason, first auction draft made some mistakes. Ended up with DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel, and I don't think I started either one of them ever. Like I got rid of one of them, but I just I don't feel confident in their matchup each week. Like I don't think they're that great, but they are. Like <laughs> it, it's weird to me. I don't know if if they had Cam, I'd be more like positive about them all year. But it's I mean Kyle Allen has been sufficient. But like you said, he's only throwing. He's basically Mason Rudolph out there, but a little bit better. He hasn't. He, I mean, he hasn't thrown over two hundred fifty yards since the first start against Arizona. Well, yeah, there's Lamar Jackson. So <laughs> you guys keep saying that he's a good dude. The dude. Honestly, games. this is gonna be the week he throws over two fifty, but it's gonna be like two sixty. Who, Allen or Lamar? <laughs> uh, Lamar. Yeah, uh, he's gonna get. Like a, he's gonna get like a seven yard pass to Hollywood. Put I, I also Jair Alexander, I think, is one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the league. Yeah. Um, for the Packers. Um, any interest in Jimmy Graham? Uh yeah, yeah I, I I do. I think he, he was part of my uh he was in my consideration for tight end starts of the week down there, down below, and uh it, it was close. I just I mean he has to get a touchdown to be relevant. Yep. Uh, who are you guys taking in this one? Packers, Packers, Packers. Packers. Yeah, 
I'm going to say the Packers, <laughs> but I think the Panthers cover. Yeah, this is going to be a good game. This is probably the game I'm going to watch at four. Yeah. All right. The last four o'clock game is the Los Angeles Rams on the road at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers are a three and a half point underdog over under a 45. Um, James Conner is most likely not going to play in this one. Uh, it sounds like he was ruled out today. So James uh, or Jalen Samuels should ha- should catch like 28 passes for 32 yards. Yeah, because that's how that's how the Steelers like to run the offense with Mason Rudolph. Um, but in all honesty, Samuel, the Samuels have uh, intrigue as a running back too. Uh, yep. Now, now that that was announced, plug and yeah. play, definitely running back too, hundred percent. Uh, how are we feeling about Juju in this one? Uh, not good, Bob. Probably not good. Probably, no. probably going to go against Jalen uh, Ramsey. Yeah, yeah. If I yeah. had to play uh, Steelers target, it would be Johnson. Yeah, it would be even that for me. Feel kind of gross. Well, Vance McDonald? No, not a no. chance. <laughs> you almost, I mean, you could almost wonder for teams that own McDonald if they have to start him because of the, the six other guys on by. But I, I can. Be, there's got to be you know. someone out there. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be. All right. Well, what about um, Gasecki or Gasecki? McDonald. Yeah. Gasecki. Yeah. Uh, for the Rams, how are you guys feeling about, like, do you think Jared Goff can he's he's been playing better? Um, do you think he can keep it up on the road? This is gonna be a tough game for him. But yeah. see, like I I don't want to play Woods and but I think Cup's pretty much matchup proof. So it really if they can if they can run the ball, they'll be in good shape. I think in deeper I think in deeper leagues you can start Josh uh, Josh Reynolds. I mean, maybe. I think Everett might suck up the targets more, though. Same. This is this um, is a really rough matchup for them, especially yeah. if Gurley's not full go. Yeah. How many like how many touches do you guys think Gurley gets in this one? I, I, like, how much do they use Daryl Henderson? Uh, I don't think. I think it's gonna be like. I think it's gonna be twenty touches for Gurley. I I was gonna say, fifteen to eighteen. I Ish. think it's going to be 15 rushes and then five targets. I don't know, man. I just I think the Steelers' run defense is pretty good, and I don't know that yeah. they'll be able to run 15 times with Gurley, plus whatever, plus whatever Daryl Henderson gets. Well, Henderson is pretty much just a receiving back. I mean, I know, but they've given him carries throughout the year. I I don't know. I I just hope we see full go Gurley this week. Yep, yep, Robert. Robert Woods or Tyler Boyd? Holy crap, man. Uh, oh, like a sickie. Robert Woods. Yeah. Oh, God. Tyler Boyd for me. Really? Robert Woods, Robert Woods against... or, or Woods or Fitz? Fitz. Fitz. Easy. Gross. All right. So that'll, <laughs> that'll do it for the four o'clocks. Moving on to Sunday night. It's the Minnesota Vikings at the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys, two and a half point favorite over under a 47. Kirk Cousins is on a tear right now. Um, doesn't sound like he's going to have Adam Thielen, but he'll have, obviously he'll have Diggs. Uh, is this going to be a lot of Dalvin Cook with the Vikings being on the road? I think we're going to try, but I think this should be a Diggs explosion for them to win. Yeah, I'd keep an eye on maybe Irv Smith this week. I think that 
I think he could take some of that uh, that target share from Thielen being out. Uh, I know he had a rough game last week, but I think that's someone like kind of a sleeper uh, streamer this week. Would you guys stream Kyle Rudolph? Caught a touchdown last week. I would. I probably would, but that's the same line as like Jimmy Graham in my eyes. All right, well, Jimmy Graham or Kyle Rudolph? Jimmy Graham. Jimmy Graham. <laughs> Vance, Vance McDonald or Kyle Rudolph? Oh, Kyle Rudolph. Vance McDonald. Really? Yeah. Oh. Jason Witten or Kyle Rudolph? Jason Witten. Jason Witten. Um, Zeke, do you have to think the positive touchdown regression is going to come from Zeke? Um, he looks hope. good. I mean, he's running. He's he's running well. It's just he hasn't been able to find it. Uh, are you guys trusting both Cooper and Gallup in this one? Uh, yes, one hundred percent. Viking secondary has been really bad. Um, well, I, yeah. I won't say really bad. They've been worse than what we expected them to be. Yeah, and I think Gallup's a good play this week. Yeah, who finished? And, who finished? Go ahead, Randy. Well, I was gonna say, and Cooper can beat Rhodes. Oh yeah, yeah. easy. Who finishes with a better day, Kirk Cousins or Dak Prescott? Fancy Dak Prescott. I'm gonna, I'm, gonna say, I'm gonna say Dak Prescott just because of running. Like I think it's gonna be that close that Prescott's like 30 yards rushing. Yeah, I mean he game. hasn't used he hasn't had to use that a lot, but I can yeah. see where he's coming from. I think it's gonna be Cousins. I th- it's gonna be really close. They both should have a good day. Yeah. Cow- you guys think the Cowboys cover? I'm gonna t- I'm taking the Vikings. Uh, I think I they think- I think they win. Uh, I'm going to trust Diggs, so I'm going to trust the Vikings. I, I think the Cowboys win. They're at home. <laughs> That's well, my reason. Fine. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then Monday Night Football is the undefeated San Francisco 49ers. Uh, the Seattle Seahawks come into town. The Niners are a six-point favorite, over under 46.5. This is going to be interesting. Um, get to see primetime Jimmy G coming off of the Best passing game of his career. Uh, are you guys feeling confident about Coleman and Brita in this one? It actually yeah. seems like Brita's healthy going into a game for once. <laughs> yes, but I, I think that they overcorrect uh, what happened last game, which was Coleman was crap. And I think that they give him the ball more. <laughs> and I think that he's the touchdown guy. So I, I wouldn't yeah. be super comfortable with Brita this week. Yeah, it's a flex spot for me too. Obviously, that's coming a lot for me. Uh, but so, the, would you rather play Coleman? I think I would this week, but then again, Brita just needs one run to eclipse all what Coleman did in the day. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah, or Tevin Coleman will score four touchdowns. <laughs> I doubt yeah, one it. of those things is going to happen. You're not playing me, so it won't happen again. <laughs> is is Emmanuel Sanders a must start? I think so. Yeah, one hundred percent. What about for the Seahawks? Um, are you guys waiting on Josh Gordon? Yeah, I'm not playing him here. I think, the, I think I'm only playing Lockett. So you're not trusting Metcalf either? I mean, 49ers don't give up a lot of points to receivers. So his so Metcalf's only thing is touchdown. So, I mean, he's a flex consideration, I guess. Let me argue that point just a, a touch. 49ers haven't faced Russell Wilson yet. Okay. <laughs> Russell Wilson, I mean, he's an MVP candidate. Like, I, 
he's going to get the receivers the ball. Randy is unimpressed. <laughs> I, I just I don't. Mean, I don't think the 49ers can keep this up, especially against the Seahawks no. offense, which is crazy. And I, I will give it pause because they did give up points to the Cardinals last week, but that was the Cardinals going full up tempo for a whole half just to score. So I'm gonna. That that's why I'm saying I'm playing Lockett, but I don't know about Metcalf because okay. I don't. I don't think they give up the big play to Metcalf. I think I think Metcalf has the touchdown upside still. Yeah. So. You, I mean, he, I, he's probably still a flex play, but uh, all right, DK Metcalf for Tyler Boyd. DK, oh god, DK, holy crap! DK that, Metcalf for Fitz. Or or Fitz. Fitz, yeah. Fitz, Fitz. I'm gonna trust it more. Metcalf or Allen Robinson. Metcalf. <laughs> and then does fuck does, Allen Robinson? Jeez. <laughs> He's, what did he ever do to you? Ah, uh, nothing. He just had such a bad week last week, and I just expect nothing this week. So yeah, f him, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does Wilson finish inside the top ten? Yes. Yeah, because I don't think they're gonna be able to run all over the 49ers. Okay. Uh, who you guys got? Seahawks. Seahawks. I'm gonna go with the Niners. I th- I think they can't, keep rolling at home. I can't blame you there. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that are undefeated. <laughs> and uh, well, Christian, were you going to say something? No, he said and home. Oh, okay. All right, that'll do it for our Week 10 preview. We'll take a quick break. When we get back, we'll get into our starts and sits for Week 10. Welcome back to The Cut. Let's get into our starts and sits for Week 10. Starts and sits of the week. All right, we'll start with quarterbacks. I'm going to go ahead and start. My start of the week is Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, Handsome G had the best throwing game of his career on Halloween, and now he gets to play Seattle on primetime. Seahawks defense is very mediocre against opposing quarterbacks, allowing 289 yards per game, and they just gave up a huge game to Jameis Winston on at home last week, and Garoppolo gets them in San Francisco. I, I think this could be a high-scoring game, so I, I could see a scenario where Jimmy G has to throw. So I think the Handsome one should have some fun this week. Yeah, for sure. there. All right, well, I'm going to roll into mine, and after playing really well against the 49ers, I'm going to go with Kyler Murray. Uh, I really, this Bucks secondary is not good, and I just expect him to have a really good day. I'm not sure he's going to run a ton, but his line's not great. They're a little bit banged up, and the Bucks do get a good pass rush, so maybe he does run more, which elevates him even more. I do expect a big day throwing, though. I do expect some touchdown regression coming here. Yeah, I don't. They're not going to be able to run a ton. So yeah, at all. <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm kind of realizing that this is a game we probably should have touched on earlier, but I didn't my, touch on it specifically for this. Yeah, right. Christian. Oh, my bad. Roll in, yeah, roll into yours. It's Jameis Winston. <laughs> uh, I, like we just we just talked about him. Um, how he had a huge day against the Seahawks, and now he's going against the worst defense in the league two opposing quarterbacks. Um, Jameis, is, he's just going to get it done. He, he may still have his turnovers because who, what is Jameis Winston without a turnover or two? But um, I still expect him to be a top three guy this week because the rest of it is going to be good. He could have five touchdowns this week for all we know. And I, I, that's not someone I want sitting on my bench. So I would definitely start Jameis this week. 
Yeah, I mean, obviously the bad Jameis is in the back of your head, and it is every week. But the the Cardinals matchup is just too good to pass up. In a league where I have Carson Wentz on by, and I've been rolling with Matthew Stafford the past couple of weeks, I picked up Jameis, and I'm 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 going with Jameis over Stafford. Oh yeah, I can't blame you. I mean, <laughs> he can throw four picks and still get twenty plus points. It's ridiculous. It's insane. Yeah. Plus, I mean, when you're running the offense that he does with the, the kind of receivers in Evans and Godwin, it's it's hard not to. Yeah. All right, uh, let's get into running backs. My guy this week is going to be David Montgomery. Uh, he was able to have a decent fantasy day uh, last week, even though the Bears' offense was abysmal. And the Lions are giving up 25.75 fantasy points per game to opposing running backs. I think he's going to touch the ball a lot. We, we talked about it earlier. Um, if the Bears want to have any chance to win, they're going to have to control the clock and run the ball. Uh, he, so Montgomery should should get a ton of touches because Matt Nagy is not an idiot, gentlemen. <laughs> well, he hasn't proved it yet, so. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I but agree. I, I, you have to take the you have to take the game out of Trubisky's hands if you're going yeah, to have a shot. Point. Exactly. I believe I said earlier they have to run to be in this game, and uh, there's just no. <laughs> they literally have to run the ball 25 times to have a shot here. 50. 50 times. 50 times. The death <laughs> of the rookie. I like it. All right. Well, I'm going to roll into mine, and it was Christian's last week, so I'm going to go Devin Singletary. And he was given all the touches last week, and Gore looked bad. So I'm hoping that they do the same thing this week against a Browns team who I am so tired of seeing every running back run all over, and I expect it to happen again this week. So... They're probably going to win somehow 17 to 14 over the Browns, and it's going to make us all angry. And Devin Singletary is going to have two touchdowns. There we go. Just just my call of the week there. Yeah, I don't want to touch on that. Good. No, I agree I, with think, it, but I, just, I, I wanted to say him as the start of the week, but I didn't want to talk about the game. <laughs> yeah, I just, that sucks. Being a Browns fan sucks. Yes, it does. <laughs> um, so my guy is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, RB9 or 10 on a year, depending on your format, uh, a.k.a. a running back one through nine weeks. Um, He's matched Uh. up against the 32nd-ranked defense to opposing running backs. The Chiefs did hold Dalvin Cook in check last week. He had under 100 yards. However, that was more a product of the game script, I believe. Um, so I expect Derrick Henry to have one of his explosive days that that vaults him even higher than the RB nine, aka top twelve running back that nah. he is. Nah, <laughs> no, he, he's a good start this week, but his really good games are like ninety yards and seventy five carries. So yeah, really but know. you've got to think back to last year when he really broke out at the end of the year. That's what I expect here is like a forty point fantasy day. I, I yeah, that's a bold it. statement. Like, they, I, I don't think he's going to get that. They high. tried the, in in those games. They didn't want Marcus Mariota throwing the ball at all. Whereas I think they, I think they trust Tannehill. So that's I, that's the only difference. Yeah, I do too. And I think this game script might put him out of reach. But I do understand why he did it. And I, I and think you just wanted to say he was RB nine. So yeah, I did. You're 100 percent correct. He's like 12 point, fantasy points away from being like RB sixteen. That's false. Yep. Um, no, it's not. Look it up. It, it's no, false. it's it's RB fourteen, dude, not hey. RB sixteen. Oh, my bad. Just calm down, Trump. <laughs> All right. I'm just so so dead. so. <laughs> let me put a little more justification on this. So I think that the Titans will stay in the game early, which will keep him relevant. Um, 
if the game gets out of hand, uh, like if Mahomes plays and he plays well and the Titans can't keep up, then yeah, I probably wouldn't be confident in this, but I believe that the Titans are good enough to stay in the game. Well, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it all depends if Mahomes really plays, to be honest. Yeah. All right, let's go into receivers. My wide receiver start of the week is Christian Kirk. He's healthy again, and he is an extremely enticing matchup against the Tampa Bay secondary that got absolutely torched by Russell Wilson last week. They're giving up just under 200 yards per game to opposing wide receivers. This game's going to be a shootout. We talked about it earlier. Uh, we like James Winston and Kyler Murray in this one, so I'm going to piggyback on Randy's quarterback start of the week. Kirk should get a ton of targets. He's very safe play this week because there's going to be a ton of throws to go around between him and Fitzgerald, who are really the only two primary options. Yeah, yeah, 100% I'm, with you there. I'm starting him this week. Yep, same. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to roll into mine after that great discussion. And uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with Hollywood Brown. He was my sit of the week last week, and unfortunately I didn't sit him in Dynasty because I'm – I had Stupid. other things I was I had other things I was doing. <laughs> okay. I wasn't focused. I know. Uh but yeah. He wasn't able to face the Bengals the last time they played, and it kind of showed in the in the Ravens offense where they kind of leaned more in the running game and went to Andrews. And I think this week they use Hollywood for all he has. He looks full speed now, and he doesn't have to go up against Gilmore, so I have way more confidence in him this week. And I, I just think it's going to be his probably his best game of the year. That's that's what I'm going for. I think he could reach our uh, wide receiver one this week. Yeah, I I do not disagree there. I'll roll into my guy. I know you guys are going to probably make fun of this. Talk about low-hanging fruit. Jesus. It, it's not, though, because I've yeah, seen – so, so the guy is Keenan Allen, and I've seen a lot of you guys on Twitter asking, what should I do with Keenan Allen? I don't want to play him. And this week I'm telling you that you can, and you need to stop freaking out. So number one, Keenan Allen always has seasons like this where he has a stretch of games where he's just not good at all, and then he explodes and he's a a league winner for you. This week he's going against the Raiders secondary. Um, Can't seem to stop anyone at all. I expect a multi-touchdown day. If he doesn't hit the end zone, he's still going to be productive. It's This is the get-right game. I'm telling you, don't be nervous. Go start your Keenan Allen. Yeah, this is his best matchup of the year. Hopefully you guys listen to this in the next 20 minutes to notice. Yeah, that's, I, yeah I definitely that's... forgot that this was the Thursday night game, but <laughs> point still reigns. That's why I was like, why are we doing Thursday? I thought that was off limits. But yeah, no. should have been. We oh, I'm gonna play Josh Jacobs. <laughs> oh Lord, Darren Waller, tight end, start of the week. All right. Well. All right. Anyway, let's actually. It's 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 a fair Ooh. play. I, I can I understand why people are questioning it. He hasn't had. I mean, it's really been one or two good weeks for him, but he should get back on track. Uh, he he was battling an injury. Let's get into the tight ends. I'm doing it, boys. I'm pivoting. I had TJ Hawkinson in here before, but I changed it right now. It's O.J. Howard. You betcha. I know how this sounds. I feel I felt gross just typing this, but with the amount of teams you got on by, he's playing the Cardinals. To, to quote Hillel the Elder, if not now, when? If not you, 
Who? Like, did, it has to come here. This has to be the game where, because if not, he's never going to have a good game again. He's playing the best matchup against tight ends in the NFL. And if he's not going to succeed in this one, he's it's over. Just never consider OJ Howard again for fantasy football. Well, I think you're being a little dramatic there. I think they'll just move on from OJ Howard. So, like, I, he, you can't just write him off completely. He's in his second or third year, right? Like, I just yeah. OJ Howard is going to be productive someday. It's just not going to be in a Bruce Arians offense, and that's why I think this is bold, and I commend you for that for sure. I can't, I can't do it, dude. I cannot do it. I have him sitting on my bench. I have Mark Andrews, who has a tough matchup, and I, I keep staring at it. And I want to put OJ Howard in the lineup, but I well, don't want to lie. I'm not going to lie. I have Evan Ingram in a league, and he's not playing this week. And it's a 14 team league. So OJ Howard was the only tight end option. Fair. That's pretty crazy that in a 14 team league, OJ Howard's been dropped. It's not, but I don't. I'm uh, doing it. I don't care. OJ all the way. Yep, yep. I don't hate it this week. I don't. All right, well, I'm going to move into mine, and we talked about him earlier. I'm going to go with Mike Gusecki, and he's actually looked good. He had one bad week, and thankfully it was the week that Sean played me in Dynasty. Because, of course, that's the week he doesn't listen, catch. Listen, you were given the gift of Tevin Coleman, and then they took it away, Mike Gusecki. That's how it works. Yeah. Well, you were given the gift of the Miami Dolphins defense blitzing everybody on a third and long going into halftime. That's right, what your gift Listen, was. Let's, I didn't let's rein it in. I didn't say <laughs> it wasn't a good thing for me as well. Okay. All right. But either way, uh, he has looked really good. And now with their best receiver, Preston Williams, gone for the year. Yeah, I said that. And uh, I think Parker does get the uptake in targets, but they have to go somewhere else too. Fitzpatrick throws a ton, and I think Gusecki probably gets like at least eight targets this week, and I'm going to roll with that for a spot start at tight end every week. If I can get eight targets that he's got good hands, I expect him to at least catch five of those, so I'm, I'm rolling with that. I hope yeah. so, man. I got to start him in Dynasty. <laughs> you got to start everyone in Dynasty. You, I do. <laughs> you have a shallow team with really good starters, and then you also have bye weeks. You are starting mention, everyone. Not to mention I'm on my sixth and seventh receivers this week. Yeah. Gross. I'm also starting Mike Gesicki. I picked him up. Gerald Everett, who is my tight end start of the week, was unavailable, so I picked up Gesicki in place of Evan Ingram. But I'll talk a little bit more about Gerald Everett. Um, I think that Brandon Cooks being out is the best news for – Gerald Everett. I know, Sean, you talked about Josh Reynolds a little bit, who I think will obviously be more productive than if Cooks was in. However, I think that most of those targets are going to Gerald Everett. And I know, Randy, you touched on that too. I I just don't see how they can't, especially when Everett's shown and and proven that he can get it done. Um, He's a very sure-handed guy. He's a very talented tight end. And I think that Cooks being out may change this offense a little bit so that it focuses more on running through Cup and Everett. I think he's a top 10 guy for sure, and I boldly put him in my top five for my rankings this week. Yeah. I saw. 
I'm looking at my lineup this week for Dynasty, and I'm realizing I have to start multiple Dolphins. Ain't that the How does that make you feel? It's not good, Bob. <laughs> if you want to feel better about the Dolphin, I can trade you Preston Williams. I mean, oh, for Trumpet. For Trumpet. Yeah, All definitely right. not 2 4, so I can tell you that. All right, let's get into the guys we're putting on the bench this week. It's hard to because of how bad the rosters look, but some of these guys, we have to do it. My first set, Tyler Boyd. It's been a rough couple of weeks for him, and even though A.J. Green isn't going to play in this one, I don't expect much from the Bengals' offense. We talked about it before. This is going to be a big Joe Mixon game. I don't see Ryan Finley having any success. Um, He's getting his first career start. Boyd should see a lot of Marlon Humphrey. So, boys, you avoid the Boyd this week. That was was just reaching. Betcha. Well, speaking of reaching, uh, one of my sits of the week is Kalen Balaj. He was picked up in a lot of leagues because he's, you know, last body available. I don't think he's the best running back even left on this team. And I'm not starting him anywhere. I I literally, if I literally had to play him or nothing, I would play him. But that is the only scenario I'd play him. This is, I mean, I really just don't trust him. Colts defense is good, and Balazs is awful. I'm just praying that he finds the end zone. It's the only reason. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, my guy, my first sit is DK Metcalf. We talked about him a little bit earlier. He has been a very solid wide receiver too this season. I believe he's in the top 20. But the entrance of Josh Gordon makes me very nervous. I don't fully expect his value to drop off like a lot of people do. I know. Our our friend Brandon Sweet was trying to trade him in a keeper league, um, which I don't necessarily agree that that's the right thing to do, which I don't think he ended up making the trade, so that's good for him. But I do think that they're going to try to force feed Gordon a little bit this week. I know you guys said you you don't want to start him. I'd be comfortable flexing Josh Gordon this week. And honestly, the, the matchup is terrible for them as well. Um, I made the argument that Russell is going to be able to get it done, but it's just I, I don't think it's going to be good for all three of them, and I think Gordon's the one that gets the uptick. So I'm steering clear of DK yeah. this week. The, pro- the problem is for both of these guys, Gordon and Metcalf, you just don't know how they're going to be used. And and that that's what kind of gives you pause for both of them. All right, my second sit is going to be Kenyon Drake. Everyone's going to want to jump on the Drake train because of the performance last week against the 49ers but it won't be nearly as fun of a ride with David Johnson healthy and back in this one. We have no idea how Kingsbury is going to distribute the touches in the backfield, and the Tampa Bay defense is still really good against opposing running backs. So, Randy, I don't love Drake. I'm not riding. Yep, yep, I had to do it. it so easy. Uh, I think I got to go. Work. Uh, oh, my God. Crap. What is with – like, usually – these puns are awful, but they're at least like, ah, Sean again. This is just, oh my I, god, dude. Because the guy's names I picked for this one weren't as good, so I had to get creative. It's so bad. It's awful. Coming from the guy who's about to use the same kind of pun. I literally, I wrote this and didn't know this happened. Oh, boy. I'll change it. I'll change it. So no, my last, no, we need to know the pun now. now. You're no. saying it now. <laughs> my last one is Allen Robinson, and uh, it's, he didn't have a good week last week, and 
the Lions shut out Tyrell Williams when they had Slay back, and he's going to be the only receiver basically on this team, and he has to go against Slay. Uh, and I didn't mean to do this, but that means Say I'm staying it. far away. <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, yes. I love it. I'm All rubbing right. off on the two of you. I love it. Yeah. I I think I put one in there last week. Oh, you did? Yeah. yeah. I was trying to think of them Excellent. this week. Um, so my last sit of the week is Devonta Freeman. He is a top 24 running back on the year. When I wrote this, it said RB18. I didn't think that was accurate. Um, he's going to be outside the top 24 this week. I flex him if you must. Uh, I know it's bipocalypse time, and there's not really another. You're not starting Kalen Balaj over Devontae Freeman. However, I only look at Freeman as a flex this week. He's going against the Saints. They have a great run defense. I don't think that he's going to get the targets that you would expect because they're going to have to throw down field to stay in the game. So I think that Devontae Freeman is is at best an RB3 this week, and that's not someone I'm super excited to put in my lineup. Yeah, same. I, I think fair. he's gonna I think he's gonna get like forty yards rushing and then you hope for five or six catches. Yeah, they're gonna be trailing. They're gonna need to throw. That's what Ryan's done. All right. All right. That'll do it for our starts and six for week ten. Uh let's get into my suit ups for this week. Suit up. Suit up. Suit up. You suit it up. Snow suit up. Flight suit up. Penguin suited up. Suit up. You suited up. Birthday suiting up. Slut up. Suit up. Suit up. Suit it up. Suit up. Suit up. Space suit up. Love suit up. Suit up. <laughs> All right. The first guy we're going to take a look at is Adam Thielen. Uh, he's battling a hamstring injury. He didn't practice Wednesday or Thursday after re-injuring his hamstring in the first quarter last week. Coach Mike Zimmer didn't sound optimistic about his status, and he's playing Sunday night, so that's always tougher. I'm not feeling it this week. Um, I think you got to look for a different play. Like I said, it's tough with these Sunday night games. You don't want to hold out and then have to pivot. Uh, Then I'm going to look on the other side, uh, Amari Cooper uh, with a knee injury. He left the game for a little bit on Monday night but did return. He had a precautionary MRI today, but he didn't sound worried about it. He just wanted to make sure that he can handle it. It's what he said after it was taken during uh, the availability to the media today. Um, I think he's going to play, and he has a great matchup. We talked about it, that he should have a big day against the Minnesota secondary. Really quick, Sean. Do teams have their own MRI machines? I don't know. So how much money do you think that the Cowboys have spent on MRIs for Amari that didn't even result in anything? A lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> okay. That's like, a lot. Like, I think they're like 10000 or so a pop. Yeah, it's insane. That's why, like, precautionary MRI is weird to me. Like, if you don't think something's wrong, why are you getting an MRI? I digress. Go into your last guy, Sean. I'm glad you cut in for that. <laughs> Sorry. Last guy, Jacoby Brissett with the knee injury. He didn't return against the Steelers on Sunday. And he gets to play Miami this week, so you really want to play him in this matchup. But he has practiced in limited fashion Wednesday and Thursday. I think he's out there, and it's a great matchup. So if you have Jacoby Brissett and you're on the fence, I think you can trust it that he will be out there and he should be putting up points against Miami's defense. All right, boys, that's it for our Week 10 uh, preview episode of The Cut. You guys got anything to add? Uh, No, go Raiders and 
Uh, look for the DFS podcast returning Saturday because we drank way too much to do it last week. Yep, it'll be returning. I'm thinking we're going to have Nathan Joyce back. Um, so that'll be some fun stuff. Sean still won't host this damn thing, but uh, we'll, we'll have some fun on Saturday night. I already, got to, deal with, I already got to deal with you guys enough as it is. But, yeah. All right. I, I think that's unfair. <laughs> All so right. before, mean. <laughs> before we get out of here, I want to let you guys know about the Fancy Voices podcast. We've talked about it a little bit before. It's a spinoff of the Voice of the Land podcast hosted by our good buddy in front of the show, Kevin Arnold and Nick Paulus. You'll hear the guys talk about their own fantasy experiences in various leagues and give start and sit advice. Subscribe to them on Spotify as well as Apple and Google Podcasts. Follow them on Twitter at VTL underscore pod. All right, that'll do it. Uh, follow Christian on Twitter at 40 underscore Williams. Randy is Randy underscore Hall 71. I'm S Ward underscore 12. Good luck in week 10. Go win all your matchups. Hopefully you survive by apocalypse. I know I'm going to be trying my best too, and I am not feeling good about it. But for Christian Williams, Randy Hall, I'm Sean Ward. We'll see you later. We gone. <laughs>